King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are high and lifted up and your train fills the temple. You are the first and the last, the beginning and the end, that which was and is and is to come, the Almighty. You are the rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star, the lily of the valley, the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. You can be seated. We're going to do things a little bit differently today. And uh, we haven't done this in a while. They're not done yet. We're going to have a few more songs. But we want to open this service up for just a few minutes for what we call testimonies. And Nicole's going to come here in just a minute. And if you'll just, if there's somebody that wants to follow after Nicole, just come and just keep your distance from this mic. We want to be able to hear you, but we want to stay COVID friendly. And uh, and so we want to invite those that would like to come and uh, we'll have a couple of testimonies. And then we'll have another song and maybe a couple more testimonies after that. But let's just get lost in the presence of the Lord. Can we do that today? Nicole, come on. So 
morning I got up and I was sick. I was also sick. Um, I got up and I turned on. This is what I do. I turn on the sermons. And I worship to her. And um, so, I mean, my neighbors just must think I'm a nut. I don't know what I was praying for for two hours. I mean, I was just feeling out of every little thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I felt a release. So 
I was asleep, my family got up the next day, and ain't anybody got an Alexa? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have an Alexa. So I, I called the session on the night Alexa saved my heart my life. Okay, so the family left, and I'm like, all right, I, I'm registered to carry, and so I, I had my gun under the bed, okay? And, and so I'm like, nobody's here? If you really want me here, you'll you'll make it. I'll I'll hear your voice. But I couldn't hear from God for weeks. I was in church just sitting there like I'm up on the law, wasn't receiving nothing. My wife just going hard. Y'all seen her before. And I'm just like, I I can't feel nothing. So in this time, like I said, the family was gone. It's just me in the house. It's quiet. I'm like, God, I'm listening. You got about 10 minutes to let me hear from you. Otherwise, Darius is, is a goner. Okay? So I said, well, I don't want staff. So, so I just reached under my bed, grabbed my gun. It was loaded. And so I'm just laying there. I'm like, I'm listening, God. I'm struggling. Bills can't seem to get paid. We this close from being evicted out of this house. There's no food here. I can't hear from you. I need you to do something. I need you to do something because I don't have any peace on the inside of me. I'm struggling. I'm just ready to leave this world because I don't feel like a man. I love Superman and I'm, I don't feel like him right now. I'm empty on the inside. I haven't told my wife what's going on with me. I can't pray to you because you're not hearing me clearly because I've been yelling at the top of my lungs have not moved. So I got laying in the bed, hand on my gun, and I'm just laying there in tears because nobody wants to kill themselves. Nobody wants to take themselves out. Nobody wants to put that pain on their family. So I'm just laying there in quiet. And you know when you got an Alexa, you have to tell, hey, Alexa, play such and such, and it comes on and it does it. I kid you not. I say, God, you gotta show me a sign. So I'm landing on the bed, and I, I'm ready. And all of a sudden, Alexa comes on by herself, and it started playing this song by Brenda Todd called "You Are My Peace." You are my peace, okay? And I'm sitting there like. I know I'm not crazy, but that song came on and it just started ministering to me because it's talking about all the storms you go through and all the pain and stuff that you suffer through. But in the end, God is your peace. And I got my hand on this trigger and I'm like, this must be the sign. God, is this you? And my hand fell off of that gun. And that song just kept playing. And I'm still to this day, I really believe it was God. Because I'm in tears, crying, and suffering, and not being able to hear from God for weeks. And, it, you know, before I, like, I was on fire for God. Like, you could not contain me. But this weeks, those weeks, I could not feel nothing from him. But that song came on by itself. 
saying that you are my peace. And you're talking about tears, tears? I'm talking about like my pillow was soaking wet from the tears. Because I said, well, God, you must have a plan for me. You must love me that much. Sometimes God will take us through those difficult times to see are you going to give up or are you going to pray up? Are you going to give up or are you going to pray up? And because I was looking at my situation and what was going on, I forgot to pray up. So therefore, I was empty on the inside. And when I shared this testimony before with my wife, my wife had this look of anger on her face and sadness and confusion. Because you're supposed to go talk to your wife. If you can't pray for yourself, you're supposed to go to your spouse. Amen. And your spouse is supposed to go in for you hard. Hallelujah. And because I didn't open my mouth and say anything, she didn't know what I was going through on the inside because we put on this front. Like we can handle it all. Like we're Superman. Like we're just almighty. But there's one almighty. There's one almighty here.
time. I go out every Saturday and do outreach. And um, when we were going out, um, we got together. And th this is this is Kyle and his daughter Claire, right? And uh, so they said, uh, "Is there anybody here that hasn't been born again?" And there's like 40 people there, right? Adults, all adults. Well, there's one other kid. And uh, Claire raises her hand. She goes, "I haven't been born again, but I want to be." She just stood up and she wanted this. She knew what she was doing. And, and uh, it was really good. I got to lead her to the Lord yesterday. Yeah, and, and why don't you tell them, honey, what you said after you accepted the Lord? Speak right in there. Clarity, Tiffany started praying, mm -hmm. and 
January, February 14th uh, this year, and uh, I mean uh, this past year, and um, I mean we just done everything backwards, you know what I mean? We just done everything backwards, you know. Um, I think what happens with me is that I get to a point of complacency and start looking from the outside in. But when Christ pulls you in, right? You start looking from the outside out. That's what I'm noticing about my relationship. And he made it possible for this one. Thank you. And the other two are
taught to sing. We were taught to plant our feet. But you didn't plant the rest of your body because you need to be able to move. But your feet are planted. Plant your feet and begin to speak the word of God. If you have never memorized a scripture in your life, write it on sticky notes. Put it all over your house. Put it in your purse. Put it in your car. Put it wherever you got to put it. Because in times like we're living in, the enemy will come in with old temptations and old thought processes. Wouldn't you be, be better off if you? Well, why can't you? Well, why don't you just? When you hear those things, plant your feet. If you have to physically think of what I'm doing today, plant your feet and take your little sticky note until you have it memorized. And say, oh no, thus saith the word of the Lord. I'm bought with the blood of Jesus. I wear his name. So when you look at me, you don't see Trisha. You see the blood of Christ. You see a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Praise God, I'll share something and not to embarrass Sherry. But when I got the news, I was getting in my car and I read the prayer request. And I felt my spirit sink. I was upset a little angry I was a little devastated and I just I literally felt myself start to sink and the spirit of the Lord came in like a flood I didn't even ask he was there in a moment of time and instructed me what are you going to do I'm driving tears are pouring down my face and he reminded me of something a pastor's wife before in another place of my growth started doing. She started taking scripture and putting people's names in the scripture. So this is what I pray, Sherry. Sherry, yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Sherry, you will fear no evil. His rod and his staff. That's what comforts you. He's preparing a table, Sherry, before you in the presence of your enemies. Sherry, your cup's going to overflow. Praise God. Praise God. Begin to put your name in those scriptures and begin to declare the word of God over your life and over your situation because he's real and he's alive. I thought it was very awesome when this gentleman just said in three days later,
friends at church that can come around you and encourage you and lift you up. Because this last year, 2020, was the year that I read the Bible. Everybody has a God-shaped hole. 
I know that mine was very large, and I tried so hard to fill it with anything that would work, or I thought would work. And I know that God is saying to you today to stop. This is try number 10 or 11. It's not going to work. He's waiting for you, and he will fill that void in your life. And I know because he filled the void in mine. Be blessed. Tugging on me 
can't get away from it. I don't want to. But he's been pulling on me, and I've been in my word more. I've been praying more for people, and I've been trying to pray for myself. Because, you know, Pastor said, just listen. Just listen to see what he's going to say. And then in the end, he'll let me know what it is that he's trying to show me. And so I'm just grateful, and I just want to encourage some of you to, to stay on the battlefield. Continue to press, even when like it when it feels like all is wrong, just continue to go because in the end, God is the one. He said He'll never leave you nor forsake you, and that He'll be with you till the end of time. If your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, they're all gone, they they left you in the back, you try to reach out. Who's with you? Who can you turn to? Don't be afraid to drop on your knees and say, Lord, I surrender to you, because at the end of the day. We don't go through the drone on our own. We all are going to go on our own. We're not going to have our husbands, our wives, our children, our friends, siblings. We're not going to have nobody. When we go before God and he judges us, we're going before the king. He's going to say, you know what I'm saying? He's going to tell you, this is what you did. What did you do when I tried to pull you closer to me? What did you do? Did you sit and surrender yourself to me? So don't be afraid. And I'm going to just encourage y'all. Y'all get crazy in here. Y'all get crazy in here. That is what God likes to see. He wants to see you dig deep down in your soul with those pains and those things that you're struggling with and those things that are trying to hold you down. He wants you to just
it's all about the kingdom. I want to speak for a couple of minutes. It's time for the kingdom. And what you have been experiencing today is just a little bit of a drop of what the kingdom of God is all about. And uh, he has so much more for us. And I'm just believing, I have been praying today that God would just shift us. Let there be a shifting in the spirit that will allow us to walk away from this place with a totally different perspective on the things of life. And if you will grab a hold of this, I promise you, your life will never be the same again. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven. That's what she's doing right down here right now. Where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. Can I just tell you, just before we continue to read, that the word eye there is not simply talking about your natural eye. It's talking about your perspective. So I'm going to change it just a little bit, and I'm going to use the word perspective. Your perspective is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your perspective is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your perspective is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, or because of the perspective that you have, how deep is that darkness? Now, no one can serve two masters, for you will either hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That is why I tell you to not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Now listen, this isn't me saying this, this is Jesus. And he goes on to say, for isn't life more than food in your body, more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work and they don't make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about those things saying, what will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. This was Jesus again, not me. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. It is the time for the kingdom. It's the time for the kingdom. We have stepped into an era where it's got to become kingdom oriented, kingdom minded, kingdom perceived. Our perception has to shift from the natural tendency of where we perceive things to that which is from above and receive the perception of the kingdom. 
You see, the command here in verse 33, and this is what happens when people pull particular scriptures out without taking the context of what it's talking about. When he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you, it is in response to somebody's worry. It's not just an overall blanket command. The disciples have been worrying about their clothing and their food and what they're going. Can, can I just bring it into today? They're worried about their IRAs. They're worried about their next month's rent. They're worried about the future of what's coming. They're worried about, listen, stop worrying about it and seek his kingdom first. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. If your feet are planted in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God will always prevail. For even the gates of hell shall not prevent, prevail against the gates of heaven. And so if you're standing hand in hand with him, don't worry about what's coming down the road or around the corner. You're, you're in the hand of the master that controls it all anyhow. Making the kingdom of God number one doesn't minimize everything else in life. It puts them into the proper perspective. Do we have to put food on the table? Yeah. Do we have to pay our bills? Yes. Do we have to figure out where to work and how to work and how to go? Yes. But if the kingdom is first, it doesn't minimize all those other things. It just puts them into the proper perspective. And when your perspective is right, it lights everything about you. In other words, it reveals everything about you. You see, the kingdom of God does not compete with the other things of life. It enhances the other things in life. I, I've been around the block a few times. I, I started in October my 32nd year in the ministry. 32 years already. And I'm only 30. I don't know what happened. <laughs> But you don't understand how many times sitting with young people worrying about what they're going to go to school for, what career they're going to have. And, and, and I want to just, I want, uh, we would always either take a step back. What does God want first? Does God only want preachers? No. God wants doctors and lawyers and engineers and he wants trash collectors and he wants carpenters and plumbers and electricians. He wants it all. He's got a plan for everybody. Just figure out what your thing is in God and follow after him like never before. You see, what matters the most to you is what gives the perspective to anything else. What is, I've used this terminology before for this church. Is it the hub of your life or is it the spoke of your life? If the kingdom of God is just a spoke and something else is the hub of your life, you're going to cause yourself all kind of pain and misery and suffering because it's going to, because the only thing that's ever going to last forever is him. Everything else passes away. Everything else changes. Everything else is temporary. Everything else shifts. And if your center of focus is something that's temporary or shifts, you're going to spend your days running circles. You're, you're going to spend your days being stretched in every different direction. And you're going to get to the point in your life where you are in and your perspective is, if I make just one more bad decision, it's all done. And I'm going to come crashing down. You see, 
Jesus spent more time talking about the kingdom of God, not because it was something else that the disciples needed to learn about. It was the framework by which the disciples were going to learn everything. You see, we get it backwards. I was, I was thankful for what Kyle said. We do everything backwards. We do everything backwards. We, we've, we've done everything backwards through, through the history of time. Man has always done things backwards. You see, my question to you today is what's at the center of your life? What pulls you to all of your dreams and your desires? If your dream or passion is at the center that's temporary, like I said, it's going to pull you in every different direction. But that's why the kingdom of God, and when it says to seek first the kingdom of God, is more than just setting priorities. The kingdom of God is the thing that dictates what your priorities should be. You've got to catch this today because as we have come into 2021, and as everything that can be shaken is being shaken around the world and in all of our lives, it has come to us that it is now time for the kingdom. And if it's the time for the kingdom, you and I need to figure out where our feet are planted. You and I need to figure out what is the center thing in our life that dictates all other things. Is it the kingdom? Is it the kingdom? You see, if it's the kingdom, we need to de decide or define what the kingdom is. And I read this definition this week, and I'm going to share this with you, and then I'll be done. The defi uh, a definition, now I know the Bible says that the kingdom of God is love, joy, peace, and the Holy Ghost. Okay, and I understand that. Let me just bring it down to you in the active aspect of what I believe the kingdom of God can be. God's reign through God's people in God's domain. Let me say it again. God's reign, not R-A-I-N, R-E-I-G-N. God's reign through God's people in God's domain. I, I believe that is a manifestation of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is all about God. The kingdom of God is all about who he is and what he desires and what he wants. Now that may seem obvious to us. Well, of course, the kingdom of God is about God. But do you want to do, do you know that through history and through times and in every one of our lives, we have made the kingdom of God not about God? I, I mean, we're about the kingdom work. Are we? Or are we just trying to make that which is around us better? Are we just trying to make the sphere of our existence better? I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but can I tell you what excites me about 2021? The Bible says it this way, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. It also says this, it's going to wax worse and worse I wish I could give you a prophecy that everything's going to move smoothly from here on out in the earth. I can't do that because it's not found in scripture. But this thing I can give you is that as the earth decreases, his kingdom will increase. As things get worse here, they will get stronger over there. And if we can put a little 
principles of the kingdom that's going to last forever. It's all about God. The kingdom is about God. It's about what God wants. I wish I could tell you that God wants everything to be easy for us. But he doesn't. All through this, people face adversity all the time. And some of that adversity is because of actions that they have done. Some of it's because of the things that the enemy has done. And some of the things are because of what God has done. Can I just tell you that in all three of those aspects, it is for the purpose of elevating the kingdom. Can I just say to you today that what you have been through, what you have experienced, what you are getting ready to experience really isn't about you. It's about his kingdom. You see, because the kingdom of God is about God reigning through people. The kingdom of God is being revealed through people. You and I don't always see what God is doing, but God is revealing himself and the kingdom of God is manifesting himself through every trial, through every tribulation, through every struggle, through every physical ailment, through everything that goes on around us. God has a purpose for it all and he's allowing his kingdom to be revealed. Because... The way that people have messed things up. I should say people. It's all people. But I'm really throwing the blame on two. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Eve. For by one man, sin entered into the world. But then came the Christ. You see, the kingdom of God is the story of redemption. The Bible says it this way. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. I appreciated these testimonies so much. And, and I've just got to tell you that the, the man of greatest faith in this place is, is Darius. Not because of his testimony, because of the jersey he's wearing. He's in dire hope. <laughs> that victory comes today. <laughs> but I listen to these testimonies over and over. Each one of you in your own way, in your own experience, was revealing the kingdom to others. You were stepping into a place where the kingdom of God was receiving glory because we know it wasn't you that did it and you know that it wasn't you that did it, but it was the God of the kingdom that was reigning and he was reigning through people. He was reigning through you and I and each person has a testimony that some other person somewhere along their life made an indelible fingerprint in your, in your spirit, in your life and it turned things around. Listen, if it happened to me by somebody else, something that I do is going to leave a fingerprint on somebody else. Is it me leaving the fingerprint? No, it's the God that reigns through people to touch people. You see, he didn't just save me from death, he saved me into life. He didn't just want me to make a better, he, he didn't just 
want to take away the separation. He wanted to empower me and mobilize me to live. He didn't just save me from shame. He saved me into glory. Listen, I don't have the same story you have, and you don't have the same story I have. But when you blend all of our stories together, there is a revealing of the glory of the kingdom of God. Because God is the one that does that all. There is something that is stirring in the spirit of the church, in the spirit of the kingdom, not only here at Spirit of Grace, but all around the world. There is a turning of the spirit. There is a mobilization of the spirit. There is an activation of the Holy Ghost. Things are beginning to happen all around the world, and I, I want to be a part of it. I'm excited to see it happen. I, I've closed my ears and my eyes to everything that's going on around me, and I've asked, Lord, let my eyes be on you. Let my eyes be on your kingdom. Let my ears hear your voice. Let my actions portray you. You see, to be saved into God's kingdom is to embrace God's reign over every aspect of life. More than just asking Jesus into our hearts, it is the propulsion, if you will, into a new life, a new identity, and a new kingdom. Can I just tell you, while some of you are new to this thing called the kingdom, and you're feeling the uncertainty because you're not feeling, you're feeling displaced, you're feeling uneasy. Can I tell you the reason is, is because you have now stepped into a new culture. You have now stepped into a new identity. Your old identity has passed away. Your old culture is being separated from you like the weed is from the chaff. There's something that's happening in your spirit. The reason why some of you have been drawn to this church is because this church is all about the glory of the kingdom. It's not about building up Tim Sanders' kingdom. It's not about building up the spirit of grace kingdom. We are all about the kingdom of God. I believe that God is on the move. I believe that God, but when we get uncomfortable, when we get uncertain, don't, don't get troubled by that. God is pulling you apart and setting you on yourself. Can I tell you what it means to become holy? Holiness is being separated unto God. So when God starts messing with your life, he declares over you, he said it this way in scripture, be ye holy, for I am holy. That's not a command for you to do something. That is a declaration for the kingdom to do something. The kingdom declares you to be holy because he is holy. And if it declares you to be holy, it is in the process of separating you out from all the stuff that is hindering you from his holiness. You see, God's reign through God's people in God's domain. Where is God's domain? God's domain is in his holiness. Don't think so? Let's read the Old Testament. Where did the priests have to go? Once a year into the presence of God, the holy of holies. 
Jesus. Where did Paul say that the Holy of Holies resides today? He said it this way, know you not that your bodies have become the temple of the Holy Ghost. Where's his domain? His domain today is in us. You see, there's three main ways that the Lord revealed himself through history. First was in the Ark of the Covenant in the Holy of Holies. Second was in his flesh for the 33 and a half or so years that Jesus lived on the world. The third is in his body. And ultimately the fourth, the Bible says he'll be coming riding on a white horse <laughs> and all of those will be fighting on his side and we will come together with him. There's coming another day when God reveals himself brand new to people. But right now it's in us. The kingdom, it's time for the kingdom. It's not time for rebellion. It's not time for lukewarmness. It's not time for walking away from God. It's not time for laying down the word. It's not time for laying down prayer. It's not time for laying down our testimonies. The time is now for the kingdom of God to be activated like never before. And it's only activated as he reigns through us in his domain. It means that you and I have a responsibility to release the glory that's on the inside of us. It means that you and I have a responsibility to open our mouths like we did today. It, it, it means that we have a responsibility to let the kingdom of God flow through us and be ready for every opportunity to rise and every opportunity to express itself. Listen, some of you are going to have a testimony in days to come that you are walking down the grocery store aisle and some lady stops you in your tracks and you begin to pray for them and the Holy Ghost begins to fall and their life gets transformed. Some of you are going to have a testimony where you come out of your workplace and the kingdom of God has shown through you and somebody has been revealed the kingdom and they fall on their face before God. Somebody's going to have a testimony that the loved one that was a fire off has come back home. Somebody's going to have a testimony that the prodigal son that walked away from God is going to return to the throne of God. The kingdom of God is alive and moving and strong. Pastor, you're crazy. So be it. I am calling this church as you rise to stand. I guess it's stand to rise. Matthew chapter 6. We read the last part. The first part is teaching us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I am challenging you to begin that prayer stronger than you've ever prayed it before. 
I encourage you, at least for this week, stop praying for things. Jesus said, don't worry about it. He already knows what you need. Stop praying about the job. Stop praying about the rent. Stop praying about the leaky faucet. Just turn the water off. And start praying the kingdom. God, if you don't want to hear me, that's fine, but let your kingdom shine through. God, if you don't want me to have a job right now, that's fine, but let your kingdom shine through. God, I may not have a victory right now, but let your kingdom shine. Thy kingdom come. You see, we don't understand what that all means. That means that supersedes anything else. When the kingdom of God comes, that means it comes before your kingdom. That means it comes before your dreams. That means it comes before your desires. That means it comes before your goals and your aspirations and your financial plans and your family plans. God, let your kingdom come and your will be done. I'm going to ask this church here in just a second to do that. Denise, would you come here? Still come here. I want you to stand right up in front. She mentioned to you today that she's facing a legal situation. It's BC, by the way, before Christ. But sometimes we have to deal with decisions that we made in the BC and the AD. But in the AD, there's mercy and there's grace. And the kingdom has been activated. She needs mercy this week. She needs a merciful sentence this week. And she needs God to move on her behalf. And so what we're going to pray over her in just a minute is that the kingdom of God would be released in her life and in her situation and that the power of the kingdom of God, which can do anything it wants to do, that, her, that his will will be accomplished in her situation. And his will will, will be uh, revealed all around so that it's not going to be her. It's not going to be whatever judge can do. It's going to be a God thing. Do you believe that? If you believe that, raise your hands toward the knees. We're going to begin to pray. Jesus, by the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the blood of the Lamb, you have spoken to her. You have revealed yourself to her. She testified about it today. I'm asking you, Lord God, to remove all fear. I'm asking you, Lord, for your will to be accomplished. I'm asking for a merciful judge. I'm asking for you to make a way where there doesn't seem to be any other way. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to wash it and cleanse it and make it whole in your name. Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' name, in 
as they begin to sing, I'm asking you to raise your hands all across this congregation for just a couple of more minutes. And I want you to declare in your life between you and God that it's now going to be all about his kingdom. It's not going to be about anything else from this day forward. It's all about him. It's all about his kingdom. And it's all about his will. And only you can do it because you are an individual in the presence of God. If you're a guest here today, what you are experiencing is the presence of the kingdom of God. There is a home on the other side of glory that we have reached into and we have pulled it back in the spirit. And it is dwelling among us right now. And what you're experiencing is the glory of the kingdom of God. Would you raise your hands, your voices, and your spirits as they begin to sing, Jesus, by your authority, by your power, by your anointing, Lord, your kingdom, let it come alive. Let it be experienced. Over your blood and help me to follow after you. 
receive you, God, as my friend. I receive you, Lord, as my Savior. I receive you, Lord, as my teacher. I receive you, Lord, as the one that can wash me and cleanse me. I, Lord, receive you as the one that can commission me into the army of heaven. I receive you, Lord, as the one that can direct my path and lead me into the path of righteousness. Lord, I'm asking you right now to take each one that has surrendered their hearts and lead them into a brand new relationship, a brand new life, a brand new direction, a brand new opportunity of the kingdom of God in their life. By the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the blood of the Lamb, I declare it so. Hallelujah. Now I'm asking everybody to just seal this with a worship as they begin to say, Jesus, I love you. God bless. 